0: welcome to a muzzled chat now i don't know if you can recognize this face or not because we had it so dark last time arthur was here i felt terrible when i was viewing the video you're just in this dark corner so i i added another light i'm very excited about that because here you are now glowing i'm so excited to kick things off because my gosh I need to get it recording before you step into the studio here because everything you've said this far, I mean, shoot, I started pulling out notepad already. (laughs) And at the point I'm pulling out notepad, I'm like, well, this sure could help one of our listeners, you know, we need to kick this off. So with that being said, welcome, welcome back, Arthur. I'm super excited to talk to you.
1: Thank you, James.
0: If you'd like, uh, let's kick this off with a prayer.
1: All right, then. Okay. Okay. Father, we just come before you today and thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Thank you for that. And if that wasn't enough, as if that wasn't enough, you gave us the gift of your Holy Spirit to be with us throughout life, to comfort us, to teach us, to lead us and to guide us into all truth. We thank you for that. Be with each and every one as they listen today. May this podcast be a blessing to them, to lift them, and to help them in their relationship with you so that it impacts their life for the better forever, and the lives of all those around them for the better. Amen.
0: Amen. Another beautiful prayer.
1: So today, I brought a Bible. Awesome. The Word of God the scriptures Jesus said the scriptures cannot be broken he said it is they that speak of me now he's referring to the Old Testament so now we've got the New Testament we've got the Old Testament which is Jesus Christ concealed then we've got the New Testament Jesus Christ revealed Mm. So that we can see him in everything that was going on in the Old Testament. Oh, may your eyes be enlightened today to see Jesus in every scripture, in every passage, Mm. his heart, his love, his nature, and his character.
0: Right. Wow. Amen to that. Yeah, it's interesting. We we talked a bit. You brought up. I mean Adam's episode was great, wasn't yes. it?
1: Oh, it was tremendous. Right.
0: Yeah, and I listened to it several times. That's so cool. And mysteriously you had notes disappear on your phone because you it you there were things about that that resonated and just even for you. It had positive impact and things you wanted to even discuss yes. further on.
1: I wanted to confirm some of the things that Adam was saying even yeah. though Adam is not steeped in the scriptures Mm -hmm. the things that he was saying the things that he had experienced in life even that the fact that the trees resonate and speak to him yes is it any wonder because everything is made out of the same thing the scripture says that that he is in everything and everything is in him Mm -hmm. Everything was created by Him and for Him and through Him, and nothing was created without Him. Mm -hmm. There's nothing outside of God. Everything is inside of God. If there was something outside of God, that thing that would be outside of God would be greater than Him. Mm. You know, we, we talk about heaven being the abode of God. There's no heaven that can contain Him. Heaven is in Him.
0: Wow. That's really profound. That's worth pondering, right there.
1: Yeah. So, so you see, whenever you start talking like that, well, people say, "Well, well, isn't the throne of God in heaven?" Well, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the the throne that the second person of the Trinity sets on. See, now you got to get into the Trinity. Mm. See, and we're not going to do that today.
0: <laughs> but well, uh, you brought up a really cool thing, like because my mortal being throughout many, many times as I'm, I'm, I'm diving into the book, you know, the Bible, the living word in my walk, humanly, I, I often get left questioning. Oh my gosh. Like how, how possibly tainted is this book, right? It's been through how many generations, how many renditions, how many this or that. And it just, it leaves you questioning. And I think in a way and not a healthy sense Cause it's like, it it's kind of putting a cap to my faith in a way and, and really understanding some things. Cause I'm, I'm more so left questioning than really believing or seeking. So I, it's awesome. I think we all experience that to an extent. And like Adam was touching on his episode to an extent, like, and, and, and it's a valid concern to an extent, but you brought up some really awesome things regarding that from i don't know where you want to start but kind of like how i I like where you were going with the god that created everything that knows every hair on our head Like run with that because yeah you brought up a whole bunch of things
1: so i just put a timer on oh all right so i can know how long we're talking here because we could go into an hour or two hours or three hours or, you know, we don't want to do, we don't want to do that.
0: Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of interesting. There's open chat podcast platforms that, you know, they are, there's a mix. There's successful ones that are very extremely structured, 20, 30 minute, 40 minute episodes like clockwork, right? Or yeah. an hour even. But then there's, like Joe Rogan, he has the largest platform on earth today, always in the podcast realm, and he just goes to conversations die pretty much, or they themselves are like, okay, that's enough, right? And those will range two, three, four hours, and people tune in. Okay. So it's it's really whatever we feel impressed, but knowing in a human sense that we can only in a single we can only do so much in a single conversation so it's whatever feels really right to us and on behalf of the listeners because unlike Joe Rogan we're trying to be a little more intentional here you know yeah i this was even good to capture and listeners can always add their input too so can
1: i trust the bible mm. can i trust the scriptures Is it really the Word of God? Now, Jesus said it was the Word of God. Jesus called, and he was speaking of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And that's all the the Bible that the the apostles had. Mm -hmm. And what they wrote was their enlightenment on what the Scriptures, the Old Testament, said. So uh, Jesus said it was the Word of God. And he said that it can't be broken. And he used the word of God in his temptation with the enemy. It is said. It is written. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and defeated the enemy at every turn. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to defeat our enemy? The things that come against us, the doubts, the unbelief. Yes. The, the habits that we have in our life that we wish we didn't have, that we could overcome. How about if we turn to the word of God? And begin to believe what the Word of God says instead of what these lies that we hear say. Mm-hmm. You're no good. Mm. You'll never change. Look at you. Look what you did. Look how you failed. Right. Your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your friends have left. You're a, you're a financial disaster. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, how about what the Scripture says? Listen to the Holy Spirit as he whispers this to you today. He says, Beloved, Mm. you are are the beloved of God. Mm. I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Mm. You see, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, our soul has just prospered without end. we translated from darkness to light, from death to life, from being a child of the devil to a child of God, from our home being hell to our home being heaven. Our soul has prospered innumerously. So now, as we grow in the knowledge of what God has said in the Bible, in the Scriptures, in His Word, and we begin to believe what He has said instead of what other voices have said, what other voices? We certainly had the voice of God speaking to us. We, m- Most people, I would say, go through life not really listening to the voice of God, but he's always tugging and drawing on our, the strings of our heart to come to him, mm-hmm. always. But we got our mind filled with this music or that idea or this place I got to go or this thing I got to do, and we never take time to sit down and listen to what God is saying to us. But then we got the enemy of God speaking to us. Mm-hmm. Go here, do this. You know, what about that woman down Doing the street? Doing fake
0: impressions yep. as what, God.
1: Yep. What about that good-looking guy over there, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, well, all these things drawing for our attention. There's the voice of our conscious mind, the voice of our subconscious mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The voice of other people speaking into our life. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Be careful who you allow to tell you who you are,
2: mm.
1: what your value is. We have the voice of the world and its way of doing things. One thing that comes to mind is right. the world says get all you can, can all you get. might be a rainy day, you know. Oh, man. But the voice of God says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Well, which one is true? See, am I going to try to keep everything, get everything I can, be selfish and stingy? Hmm. So,
0: I mean, it just kind of goes back to, well, what are you able to take with you when your time is up? Right. So that kind of makes it clear in my mind. Which is right, which is true.
1: Yes. Well instinctively Mm -hmm. the human person knows what is right and wrong. Instinctively you do. But it doesn't doesn't always make sense. To do the right thing doesn't always make sense to the mind until the mind is renewed to the word of God. Hmm. So now we were talking earlier about well, can I trust it? yes you know it's been handled by so many people you know it was to start with there's 66 books written by over 30 different men Mm. and I argue that it was one author and we had over 30 men writing it for him right right yes that's a good point So now, then comes the question, well, it's changed over the years. Let me back up. So each book in the Bible, 66 books, they were written over a period of about 1,500 years by over 30 different authors. Some of them were kings and priests and uh, fishermen and lawyers and shepherds and Farmers and, you know, from all walks of life. Some of them lived in palaces. Some of them lived in adobe huts. Some of them lived in uh, tents. Some lived in caves in the ground. And yet, it's one plan of salvation from Genesis to Revelation. It is one book, one continuous story of redemption. So, The place that the Bible has in our life is indicative of the place and position that God has in our life. If we think it's just a common book, eh. Right. You know, what does God mean? What does it matter? When you die, you die.
0: But. It's like the author of everything, the existence. Not just this book, but you know, as it speaks in Genesis and God speaking everything to existence and knows, I don't even recall what scripture references how he knows every hair on our heads, but just all these facts, like all the particles, like you were saying, all these things. Think he wasn't going to look after or have the ability to look after the roadmap and keeping that pristine?
1: Exactly. You know. What James is referring to is, is that God keeps track of every hair on every person's head when it falls off and when it grows in and what is left. And he cares that much about everything in your life to that degree. And not only that, you see, God is omniscient, meaning uh, he is all knowledge. He doesn't just have all knowledge. He is all knowledge. See, you won't hear hear that from the scriptures. You won't hear that from theologians because they'll say that that uh, they'll say God is love. Yep, but but uh, God is power. They they won't say that because you don't read that in the scriptures. Mm. But He doesn't have power. He is power. <sighs> he doesn't have knowledge. He is knowledge. No knowledge outside of God. Mm. There's no revelation outside of God. Look at what happened once Martin Luther nailed his thesis of salvation by grace through faith on the Catholic Church door, not of works. See, that's what it was before. Mm. See, that's what we got through the Dark Ages, mm-hmm. from the, like the 4th century until the 15th, 16th century, when the Word of God was put back into the language of the people. And look at where we've come in just a short time having put a man on the moon, satellites in space, planning on going to Mars, doing all these tremendous things, and the technology that has come just since the light of the gospel has been put back into the language of the people. Hmm. You can attribute that to the scriptures. But let's take it back to those scribes who would uh, write the scriptures on sheepskins, or some kind of parchment made out of reeds or whatever. And if, it, if they didn't hold the Scriptures in such high regard, yes, it would have changed. But they held it in such high regard that when they were copying it from one uh, skin or parchment to another, if there was a mistake, they would throw it away and start over. Mm. So they were very meticulous in what they did. So much so that back in in uh, the 40s or 50s when the Dead Sea Scrolls were found there was a big uproar in the scientific community and you know the world, uh, the news that how the Dead Sea Scrolls were going to so prove that the Bible that we have today is not the scriptures that we had 1,500 years ago or a 1,000 years ago. But it was the same. And so it just died down. You never heard anything else about quiet. it. It just got quiet. Never turned in to be the big thing they thought it was going to be.
0: And you were saying then then there were other ones found.
1: Yes. Uh, recently, they found some uh, uh, copies of the Scriptures that are five hundred years older than the ones in the Dead Sea the, the, Scroll. Wow! Is, and do you do you want to wonder why you don't hear about that?
0: People have come up with all sorts of theories regarding that. Oh, they're holding stuff from us, or this or that. But I like your what you brought up.
1: Oh, if the world had proof that the scriptures had changed, it would be out there.
0: Oh yeah, it would. Me, it would.
1: You bet. Hundred
0: percent. Think about that. Yeah. Yep. But that went quiet because i like i like what you said because it's, it's the
1: same it's the same wow and so you that can makes tr- sense you can trust the scriptures now there's different translations okay and but but they're they're all good you know whenever people ask me well well which which translations did i use i, I tell them you find one that you like because one that you read will be the one that will impact your life god will speak to you yes. through the one you read now I got my own personal preference, got my own reasons for that, which is the King James, yeah. Oh, I love the King James. Right. Right. But, you know when not back in 1973 when when I had my visitation and the Lord uh uh revealed to me that the Bible was his word. Yeah. I didn't know there was any other translation.
0: Guys, I hope maybe one of these days I'll have Arthur on and we'll go into we'll see if if it feels right. Some of some of the off the air stories you've told. I it's just profound. Really cool. Now I like that U Version Bible app because it's fun when there is a scripture that really just stands out and speaks to you and you want to seek more understanding. You could just toggle. You could look up that specific verse and toggle between all the different renditions. Yeah. And it's really, it's really
1: fun to absorb as much as you can on that. So I've got two translations that are my favorite. I've read many different ones, the NASB, the, the NESRV, mm-hmm. uh, or the NSRV, uh, the NIV. Uh, I like the NIV for certain things, but you know what I don't like about the NIV is there are certain sections there that says that this passage is not found in the most reliable manuscripts. Hmm. Well, that's, that's the Alexandrian text. Okay, they left that out of there. Hmm. But the Antiochian text, it's in there. Interesting. And that's the one the King James was translated from. And that's where we were first called Christians was in Antioch.
0: Hmm.
1: That's the scripture that's written on a newer parchment, but it's an older Greek text. The Alexandrian parchment is a older parchment, but it's a newer Greek text. You know how languages change over the years. Gay doesn't mean what it meant back in the sixties. Yeah. True. You know, uh, when you're reading the Old Testament, there's a passage in there that refers to a dog. Don't bring the price of a dog into the temple. Well, you know, I had a friend who was a dog trader. He traded dogs, but he never sold a dog because it said, don't bring the price of a dog into the temple. Hmm. You know, okay, that's what it meant to him. That's not what it meant. Right. See, Because in the context, oh, and when you're trying to interpret the scriptures and extract from the scriptures what they're actually saying, three things to remember. Context. Context. <laughs> context. You see, and in the context of that passage, it's talking about to not bring the price of a harlot or the price of a dog into the temple. Okay. So they're they're talking about a male prostitute. Hmm. See, but I benefited from him. You know, I got my dog for free. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, you know, Context, when you're looking at the Scriptures, they are, men wrote the Scriptures as they were moved by the Holy Spirit to write. The Scriptures say that, and that is the fact. And you can trust this book, this Bible, these Scriptures, as the very Word of God, because God has watched over it over all these years, over all these thousands of years, so that you would have a road map to help you get through life. Right, you could trust it, you can rely on it, you can cling to it. Now, different preachers preach with a different mindset, and if and if like the people that that Adam encountered, who were so angry and full of. Venom, you know, mm. vile mm-hmm. and anger and hatred and anger. You know, I don't know what that person went through that made them so angry. Right. What, how they were hurt so bad. I don't know.
0: They're hurt. They're walking in their own pain. Yes. Yeah.
1: But, but, heart goes but out the fact that Adam was there and able to impact that woman's life, though he may not have seen an immediate result. Right. That impacted that woman. And her husband, and who knows where they're at today, you know? Right. Their lives could have been changed by Adam's interaction with them, Mm. loving them in Adam's way. You know, Adam comes off kind of rough sometimes. But I tell you what, if I'm in a dark alley, I want Adam.
0: Right. You
1: betcha. I want that guy with me. You know why? Because I know he loves me. Wow. I know he cares about me. I know he would never hurt me, nor would anybody in our presence hurt me when he's there.
0: right, Wow,
1: now we may be fighting to save each other, but you know <laughs> he, he's much better capable of saving somebody than I am <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so the scriptures, you know uh, we were talking earlier about how God knows everything about every hair on your head he knows about. The skin flakes that are flaking off of your body. Right. He knows all about that. Every particle. Throughout the cosmos, he knows where all the solar dust is, where it came from, and where it's going. And it's not a problem for him to know all that. He just does. He just knows all that. Do you think that he never took the time to watch over his word The scripture says that he watches over his word to perform it. Mm. He searched his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, seeking whom he may show himself faithful to. Mm. That he might perform his word for them when they believe it. Can you believe what God says in his in the word of God, in his word? Can you Mm. believe what he says? Mm. I would say. Take the word of God and when when there's something there that's written that says that it's impossible to your mind, chew on it for a while. You know, if I if I put a piece of uh, filet mignon in my mouth and just chewed on it for a little while and spit it out, it wouldn't do me any good. But when I swallow it, it goes inside. My stomach digests it and it sends it throughout my body as energy and life. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about the Word of God and you're rolling over that, rolling that over and over in your mind, you're you're chewing on it. The minute you believe it, it goes into you and does you good.
0: You know that you sent me that awesome. What was that? An Instagram clip? Oh, about the Word of God. Can Why you play I, that? Yeah, I'm just gonna play it. We'll add the link, folks, below. The recent study by Here. The Center for they pulled 40, Oh, 000. come on. This is awesome. We'll add the link in, but I'll go ahead and hold this up here. But, wow. Cool study. Yeah. And it just kind of highlights the importance. This is to assist us in a positive light. Like, God truly is our greatest champion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In Christ, the, better, the best counselor we have. So you're seeking direction. You're seeking understanding, light, any of those things, peace, happiness. Why
1: why would you hinder yourself from the best counselor? What are true riches? Something you can't buy. Yeah. You can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. Yeah. You can't buy right standing with God. You can't buy... Well, the scripture says righteousness, peace, and joy. yeah True riches. So how do I get it? Adam discovered mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. You remember how he said, you know, he, he, had, he had always talked about God,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: But he was having all these, all these kind of problems. When he began speaking about the name of Jesus, things began to happen. And, and, and he, he, uh, he reminded us of the word that I gave him, uh, that things would happen quickly see and 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 some other things i said to him but how did i say that see i didn't say that out of my head i said that out of the spirit of god mm. it was a word for him and he took that and look man things just began to happen for him so you know god is good go ahead let's play this so good oh my gosh well i'm i'm yeah okay here
0: we go
2: There was a recent study by the Center for Bible Engagement where they pulled uh, 40,000 general population in the U.S. from 8 to 80, and they just wanted to see how we are engaging with Scripture. Right. And they discovered something that actually became kind of the profound discovery of the entire study. They weren't even looking for this, and this is kind of became the highlight of the study. Right. Um, When we're in the Scripture one time a week, and that could be church on Sunday. That's pastor saying you're open your Bible we hear the message one time a week had negligible effect on some key areas of your life so I'm gonna spell that out more here in a moment two times a week negligible effect now at three times a week there was a blip on the map like there was a heartbeat something happened again a heartbeat okay. but here was a profound discovery when we're in the scripture four times a week it literally spikes off the chart Alcoholism drops fifty-seven percent. Feeling spiritually stagnant. You know, if there was one area when I'm talking with people that that they'll be honest about is they just feel spiritually stagnant. Ask them the question: How much time are you spend mm. in the Scripture? If they're in the Scripture four times a week or more, it drops sixty percent. Wow. Viewing pornography drops sixty-one percent. That's very important. Now on a flip positive side sharing your faith jumps 200 percent wow because you have a confidence in god's word and then discipling others jumps 230 percent that's that's amazing right there
0: wow that is cool
1: now you see if the bible was just something written by men it would have no effect on a person's life right but it's not something written by men. This was authored by God, penned by men. You couldn't get two people today in this world on two different continents uh, write a story that coincided with each other, that complemented each other. You couldn't do it. But here we are, over 30 different authors, over 1,500 years, and it's one story. Of redemption from salvation, from Genesis to Revelation.
0: Yeah. Why is it? We don't pursue this. I mean, it's it's through our own mortal scars, our own fears or weaknesses. Like, it, it's interesting. I used to dread and not fancy. And I would just, ugh. Like not let it sink in the scriptures that reference fearing God because I know there's 365 fear knots, one for every day of the year. and so it's like, man, that's so controversial. it's contradicting itself. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. and it's crazy. It's not till like I went enough down like down this road enough to gain my own faith where now the the fear the fear of God. Resonates with me on the most pure excitable level I've never experienced before. Where that is the only healthy fear to experience in this life. Every other fear in this existence, money and your lot, your mortal life, like that's all evil can take from you. That's it. We should definitely fear because the point you can actually put your thumb on. We there is a spiritual essence of this life. Then whoa whoa our mortal bodies this is temporary right and that isn't that realm so we should actually mortally fear spiritual death more than our mortal death and it's just it's just interesting because there was a shift where like the fear of god he doesn't want you to fear god him like we fear these other things it's it, It's hard to even articulate, but it's the one healthy fear we could have because he's he can help you with all that. Oh, it's so it's hard I've, I've, I think I've articulated it better than that before. See,
1: the love of God has no torment. Yes, see fear has torment, but the love of God, the fear of God has no torment.
2: That's it. God
1: is love. And so, what is the fear of God? The fear of God is standing in a holy awe of His love, His grace, His mercy, His power, His knowledge, Mm. His will for you, His desire for you. It's standing in a holy awe of God. That's the fear of God. Mm. Because... Fear has torment, normal fear. We're afraid, we're anxious. It causes certain chemicals to be secreted in our body that we were never meant to be, have to live with. And that all of those chemicals that are secreted into our body because of the anxiety and the fear and the worry and what's going to happen and what, what never happens, hardly ever does our fear come to pass. But our body is secreting all those chemicals in all the time and we weren't made for that. No, we were made for peace and joy and love compassion uh, 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 communion and fellowship with God we were made for these things and whenever we have peace with God then he's there uh,
0: to gift it all
1: our body is secreting the right kind of chemicals in our life when we have peace with God we're not afraid we're no longer fearful we're no longer we're at peace we're trusting we have confidence in God we're relying on him mm-hmm we're spending time with him. We're in love with him. He's in love with us. Why wouldn't we be in love with him? Mm. You say, God's in love with me. My goodness. The price he paid for you is indicative of your his value of you, his love for you. What did he pay for you? Mm. You know, the scriptures tell us that, that the price he paid was the gift of his son to pay our price and suffer our penalty. Okay, wonderful. What value do you put on that? Well, you know what? It's hard to grasp. How about if, if he could, could, you know, because we were sold under sin to the devil. Hmm. Now, what if the devil would have been happy with this earth? And God said, you know what? Uh, just give me my people back and I'll give you the earth and everything in it. All the gold, silver, precious stones, the oil all of its riches, its beauty, the mountains, the hills, the streams. Hmm. You can have that. Just give me my people back. Even if the devil would have taken it, God wouldn't have given it because it wouldn't equal your value.
2: Hmm.
1: It wouldn't be a just price. Hmm. And God is just. He, he He will not disobey his own justice, his own laws. Now, the devil is a lawbreaker. He doesn't care anything about the law. He just cares about what he can get. I think maybe Adam was like that one time. But not not Adam in the Bible, but Adam that was in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, how about if uh, God had been willing to give the whole universe, isn't that an interesting word, universe? Uni meaning one, verse meaning spoken sentence. Mm. It was created in one spoken sentence. You know, wow. <laughs> created by the Word of God. Yeah. But if God had been willing to give the whole cosmos for you, it still wouldn't equal your value. So God couldn't justly do that. If you took everything that's created and you went up to heaven and you took all of the beautiful hills and streams and mountains and the beautiful buildings and the golden streets and all the jewels and everything like that and put that in the pile, still not equal the value of one human being. If you put the whole angelic host on the pile, everything, it would not equal your value to God. Angelic host? All the angels. Oh, okay. The thousands or millions of them put that in the pile with everything else, all of this cosmos, all of heaven, wow. everything that there is. You put it in the pile. It still would not equal the value of one human being. So God couldn't, wouldn't even do that because it wouldn't be just. Wow. The only thing that would pay your price and suffer your penalty was that God himself come to this earth, become a human being, die in your place, suffer your penalty, rise from the dead so you could live a new life. Only he could pay your price and suffer your penalty. So your value is equal to God himself. Mm. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he paid for you. He put everything on the line for you. If that failed, all was lost.
2: Mm.
1: And so he asked you to put everything on the line for him. And if you put everything on the line for him, he will not fail you. Wow. So strong That's the scriptures. Wow. Yes. That's uh, the plan I, I, of salvation. Go ahead. Everything
0: James. everything you just said spoke to me. I really hope it spoke to all of our listeners and that you can share this with those in need. We I mean it is all timeless. Every generation, any moment like this, to tune into this truth it's it we're all equally yoked in that regard it's 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 not in competition it's just so important on an individual level i just challenge all those i mean right here there's a study and there there was a insane difference between once a week and four a week like get like let's stop living out our own insanity if even if you are happy with your job, with your family, like, why wouldn't you want to enhance your experience here and bless that your family and those around you and becoming the best version of you And a lot of, I've, I've humbly realized the best version of me isn't James here grabbing the reins entire it's giving things over to a higher power that has my back in a way i cannot mortally achieve on my own i could become the most learned scholar physical giant whatever it i'm a mortal flawed man right so the study that study spoke to me when you sent that and it was just like I have work to do, right? And and I'm excited to do it cuz it's to my gain, it's to my peace, it's to my benefit. And I know that to be true because I've felt that take off. I felt his love for me. And I I just crave. And I'm starting I think to get it to crave that more and more the most important thing to pursue. So listeners i'd love for you to experience that. that get in there this book four times a week i mean you could see the statistics right there on de- what did it touch on the depressive side of things the sadness i i can't recall I'm if that sure. was one of the stats but yeah it, it will it will it, it will, will. But yeah, with like uh, the other sin though, like pornography and all those other all those other things that
1: causes depression, that causes oh, yes. a lack of self esteem. Yes, it condemnation and accusation. Oh, that's where I was going with with this. Uh, oh, okay, this lady that uh, Adam was. Yes, you see, who knows what she was being preached at her church? Mm. You see, Jesus said that the devil is the accuser of the brethren, a condemner. He was a liar and a thief and a murderer from the beginning. Right. The sad thing is, James, is that in some churches, there's a whole lot of the devil in the preaching.
0: It's really tough to discern, like, where the fruit of the Spirit really is dwelling. and You'll know it. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, it's to be cognizant, to be aware. And I love when, you know, me and a couple of my, uh, buddies that are on fire to see, like we made it to that men's fireside group where we actually met you for the first time. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm having a James moment.
1: You know, I will well, say this, uh, I think <laughs> we have to wind it up here pretty quick. But, oh, okay. Um, um, if you're not happy at the church you're in, oh, that's what you're doing. Or if you're if you don't go to church anywhere, uh, you can you're welcome to come to my church. You don't have to come to my church. That's to be what I was
0: trying to get to, folks. Like it was very cool, like how it, it was not even cool. It was just real raw truth. How you were like, gentlemen, you're on the right path. Continue going on that path. Just be aware of kind of just these things. Yes. And it may be a season to the, the the church you're a part of in this moment. Just to be aware of that. Because you didn't like, and that was so refreshing. It wasn't like you were trying to just draw people. Come here. Come to this church. Yeah, It, it just shows how in tune really you are with the spirit and just nudging people in like just the right right because they you know right it's it's w- when christians think they know and they need they they kind of have this in, in need for everyone to surround them inside these certain like if if you're not feeling that impression like that that's what's important to tune into most of all where where you're being led and guided so
1: if if you're not in a church anywhere yes Come to our church. Yeah. It's you a know, awesome run with church. us. We'll do you good. But that our church may not be the church that, you, that God has for you. Always. He may move you somewhere else. You are the planting of God and he knows where to plant you so that you can grow and flourish and bear fruit. Right. And and if our church is where that is wonderful.
0: Man, but I love pastor Tom. Well, me too. He's,
1: he's really in tune I have never met a pastor who when uh in the first bible study that I went with him it was a men's group and you know we were just reading the scriptures together who opened up his life and his heart and not just talking about his successes was sharing his failures mm. his shortcomings his mm. sins wow I have never had a pastor that was that open and honest ever Tom, is the first. Wow! And and uh, so and 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 I've been been going to this church for over eight years now. Mm. And uh,
0: Two Rivers,
1: Two Rivers Church, mm-hmm. Gilbert, Arizona.
0: It's a great church. You
1: guys are welcome there. Uh, uh, come run with us; we'll do you good. But don't don't feel like you, this is the you got to be to this church or you can't be saved. That's not it at all. Right. But. Uh,
0: I just, it's refreshing in today's society how he doesn't withhold punches. You know, he stays within biblical truths in a very tasteful way. Yep. But he's not scared to speak out on these trendy movements and things that are happening and how churches are becoming woke. And But you got to hear it from himself. Like he goes about it in a very tasteful, always based in the biblical truths.
1: Well, you know, Uh, Some some people we need more strong pastors are uh, they don't think he's political enough, Hmm. but he's not a politician and he's not a political preacher. He's a gospel preacher. And there is actually a lot of politics in that. Well, see. Yeah. You don't have to to talk bad about any other religion. Yes. You don't have to talk bad about any other person, political or not. Right. To talk about Jesus. And when you talk about Jesus,
0: it it becomes clear.
1: There's a line drawn, mm-hmm. and you're either on one side or the other of that line. And and we're not here to tell you which side of the line you need to be on. But you want to be on Jesus' side of the line. You want to be on the side of right, not on the side of wrong. See, and that's where Cain was in the garden. He was on his own side of the line, didn't want to come to God God's way. He wanted to come to God his way. Mm. Many people in life today don't want to come to God his way. They want to come to God their way. Any old way is good. Mm. You know, always lead to God. No. No, always don't lead to God. Mm. There, Jesus said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Mm. Why is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction Mm. he said I am the way the truth and the life the truth is reality do you want reality or do you want your own way do you Mm. want reality Mm. the scripture is called the word of truth it is the word of reality you want reality or do you want your fantasy? If you're living something other than what the scriptures say, you're living a fantasy. Wow. And the end is destruction. <sighs> Alienation from God.
0: Right. Wow. Such profound words, Arthur. You're fire, man. I, I appreciate you coming through your spirit guys I I'm sorry like you can't all fit in this little studio and enjoy <laughs> this man's presence right here with me this is this is just a treat having you and it's just an excitable journey guys
1: so you know, if people have questions let them post their questions
0: yes well Arthur would love to hear from you I would as well.
1: We'll talk about them in the next podcast.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I'm excited to get do more deep dives about you and your journey, too.
1: I would love to get into some of those things.
0: That'd be really cool. And we
1: will. 100%.
0: Wow. Guys, let's let's team up. We can uh, have more of an impact than you all know. Don't sell yourself short. We are excited to support each other, see the best versions of you. Let's let's go. Let's get it. Love you. Thank you for joining us today. We will see you soon.